Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we're now going to take a look at Psalm 99. Now, Psalm 99 is unattributed, but once again, the Septuagint version of the Bible attributes it to David. Uh, It has a caption in the Septuagint that says, A Psalm of David, a very, very simple prefix. The occasion is unknown, but this is a psalm of of high praise, and it involves um, uh, exhorting the entire world to tremble before the Lord, observing that the world does tremble before the Lord. Uh, It involves calls to praise and worship, and observations about the Lord interspersed with conversation with the Lord. I'm going to say that a different way. The psalmist has things to say about the Lord, and he intertwines his expressions of of, um, the Lord's character and nature and deeds with direct conversation with the Lord. It's often within the same breath. And so um, listen carefully now as we read Psalm 99, and then I'll talk about it a little bit more. The Lord reigns. Let the nations tremble. He sits enthroned between the cherubim. Let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. The king is mighty. He loves justice. You have established equity. In Jacob, you have done what is just and right. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel was among those who called on his name. They called on the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud. They kept his statutes and the decrees he gave them. Lord our God, you answered them. You were to Israel a forgiving God, though you punished their misdeeds. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. So a number of of references to the holiness of God, and as I said, this um, interesting habit of the psalmist, and we'll assume it was David, of interweaving uh, comments to the Lord with comments about the Lord. It opens up saying, uh, the Lord reigns, let the nations tremble. And uh, this is um, a right position for the nations of the earth to take before the living God, who indeed is over all of creation. The psalmist says, he sits enthroned between the cherubim. This, of course, was the imagery that was contained in the tabernacle of Moses and the temple of Solomon. Uh, The mercy seat um, had cherubim on either side of the mercy seat with the idea being that the Lord was between the two cherubim. Cherub is singular, cherubim are plural. So these are two cherubs. He sits between two cherubs, two or more. And the psalmist says, Let the earth shake. Great is the Lord in Zion. He is exalted over all the nations. So the psalmist points out the Lord's sovereignty over the entire world. And then words are spoken to the Lord with observations about him. I mentioned this. Now, pay close attention. Verse 3, let them praise your great name and awesome name. So he's, he's talking to the Lord directly. 
Let them praise your great name and your awesome name. And so this uh, reference to your. Then immediately it says, he is holy. Now this is um, uh, constantly referred to in this. This is in verse 3, and he says he is holy in verse 5. He says he's holy again in verse 9. So the conversation with God is paused while he points out to the listener or to the reader that the Lord is holy. Then there's more conversation about the Lord. Verse 4, the king is mighty. He loves justice. Okay, that's straightforward. God is the king. He's mighty. He loves justice. But then it immediately addresses the Lord directly. You have established equity. In Jacob, you have done what is just and right. So that too is true, but it's um, fascinating the speed that we go from observation to the reader to direct comments with the Lord. Another call to worship is shared. Verse 5, exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. Why? Because he's holy. That's another reference to that. He's holy. And the Lord our God is holy, friends. He is the Holy One, holy above anything existing on the earth. He's the all-sufficient Holy One. Now come some observations about Moses, Aaron, and Samuel, the prophet. Verse 6, Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel was among those who called on his name. They called on the Lord, and he answered them. He spoke to them from the pillar of cloud. They kept his statutes and the decrees he gave them. Now, we're, we're not aware of Samuel having an encounter with the Lord out of the pillar of a cloud. But, of course, the Lord often spoke to Moses and Aaron out of the pillar of the cloud. So the psalmist has taken a little poetic license with this phrasing. But all three were among his choicest servants in the entire Bible. And so Moses, Aaron, and Samuel interacted with Yahweh is what the psalmist is trying to tell us. And they kept his statutes, the decrees that he gave him. They obeyed Yahweh. Verse 8, the psalmist goes back to speaking directly to, to the Lord and thanking him for his mercy to Israel. He says, Lord, our God, you answered them. You were to Israel a forgiving God, though you punished their misdeeds. So I, actually, I like this. Um, interaction with the Lord. And then the psalm closes with a final call to worship. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. That's a final close reference to holiness. Friends, in our day, uh, the word holiness has become synonymous with legalism in some circles. But truthfully, the people of God are supposed to live holy. The Lord is holy. The Lord is light. In him, there's no darkness. He is um, 100% pure, and his people are called to be holy. The Lord says, be holy as I am holy. And so we are to walk in holiness. What does that mean? It means that we avoid things we know that the Lord doesn't approve of. We avoid um, uh, movies with sex scenes and profanity. We avoid drunkenness. We avoid anger. We avoid rage. We avoid unforgiveness. All of these things that um, the Lord would not engage in, we avoid. And this is um, patterning our lives and our, our walk with Him in holiness. We are to be light to this world as God is light to this world. To do that, we must live different from those around us. 
So you should be um, uh, living holy. Someone once told a friend of mine that he thought that he was more holy than his old unsaved friends. And his response was, I certainly hope so. (laughs) Well, that sounds a little rude, but honestly, we should be holy. We should be holier than our unsaved friends. So if they're not able to determine any difference in our behavior and and our standards with their own, we're probably not living in the holiness that God calls for, and we're certainly not being holy like our God is holy. So Lord, we, um, we thank you for this psalm. We thank you that indeed the nations do tremble and they are to tremble before you. You are enthroned in eternity between the cherubim. Lord, you're exalted over all nations. Let every one of them praise your great and awesome name. You have established equity, and you've done what's just and right, and you always will. Lord, you're holy. Help us to be holy as you're holy. Lord, you answered Samuel and Aaron and Moses in their day. Answer us when we call on you. Lord, we give you permission, and in fact, we request that you correct our misdeeds. But Lord, forgive us. Show us mercy, Lord. Guide us in the way we should go. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.